What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Still a Church Kid podcast. We're so excited you just. <laughs> we're so excited you decided to join. <laughs> I can't. Zoe, just take it. Take it. We are so excited you decided to join us on the Still a Church Kid pod. It, thank you to those who have shown us love on Facebook. If you do not know, we do have an Instagram. Follow us at, at Still a Church Kid pod. No spaces. No capital letters, all lowercase. Uh, feel free to DM us. I'm sorry. I've got the giggles, and it's horrible. I'm probably messing everything up, but it's fine. Um, feel free to DM us with topic ideas or questions. Uh, I mean, we're five episodes into this. We're no, not <laughs> for sure not professionals at all. Um, so we would love to hear your input and uh, just <laughs> we're having a good time. That's that's all we're doing. Having here. a good time. <laughs> Is that going to be a thing? You see that every yes. time I say that. Whatever. <laughs> Anyway, we're going to jump right into it today. Uh, we wanted to talk about a topic. We've been discussing what we wanted to talk about for the last couple days. And leading up to this, this is uh, airing on New Year or right after New Year's, so on the 2nd. Um, mm-hmm. But we're pre-recording it a little bit. But we did want to talk about kind of our plans for the New Year as we go into ministry, uh, maybe some real life, but, but mostly just kind of what we got planned at our churches um, and how we're going to execute some of that stuff and Zoe, I know you got a lot already on your calendar, so why don't you go ahead and take it away? I actually don't. <laughs> you don't? Y'all are always so ahead on stuff. We're actually having our calendar meeting on January 4th. Oh, dang. But that's okay. I have ideas. Okay, well, just let's spitball your ideas. Let's spitball your ideas. Here. That was funny. You weren't expecting that answer. I wasn't, actually. Um, sorry. Well, I launched. Go, or... Uh-huh. Uh, okay, you're good. You're good. I want squats in January. Well, yeah, January 11th. We have two teams. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. It's a big thing. I always loved it when we did it in youth group. What is squats for people who don't know what it is? Squats is a sermon series all about evangelism and missions. And, like, first week is called Squad Split. And the point is to split each other up in the teams to compete for seven weeks, earn massive points, all kinds of stuff. But also we talk about how God was willing to send his son to die for us, to mm-hmm. split apart from his son, et cetera, et cetera. There's a whole thing that that's real, but I don't memorize so it. Like, so. so like the Twitter version of this is it's a big event going across multiple weeks that is like, Teaching the gospel, preaching on evangelism, reaching friends, and doing that kind of stuff. Basically. That's cool. And I only said that because I was trying to simplify it in my brain because I remember doing it, but I've the one time I tried to do squads when I was a youth pastor, it yeah. was not very successful, and it was due to preparation on my part. And it was, like I'm talking, the teams had like paper with their logo stapled on the wall, but that was about it. <laughs> like we had, Fair. like we gained a lot of friends, like kids that week, those weeks, but. It was great, um, but it was it was kind of a train wreck. What else you got going on? You just squads. I'm. I know you just got registered for camp. Got yep. all that kind of going. Did all that for both kids and youth. We got VBS on the calendar. We've got Christmas already on the calendar. Um, I feel like we just finished and we're just getting started. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually am excited because this year I get to launch young adult at my church. That's cool. Hope young adults. I'm very excited about that. Um, we have some ideas of merch going around right now and getting all those things done. So I'm excited to see what God does. I'm starting my summer internship this summer. 
Yeah. Can I ask you a, a serious question about that? Yeah, go ahead. How do you feel about adding all that stuff to your plate? Like, what do you think helps you juggle that? Because I feel like you're doing kids, youth, you're adding young adults, doing lots of extra stuff. How do you feel like you prepare yourself to be ready to juggle all that? I don't mean to get super deep, but it just intrigues me because I know, I know you and I know you're capable of it. But for people who don't know you, that sounds like it quite a lot. I really don't have an answer, honestly. Like, well, this is going to be riveting content. transparent. I don't have much of an answer. All I can say is I have a lot of time in the office, and when it's slow seasons and doing small group is something I already do. So I feel like just adding a small group, I feel like it's not going to be too much. It's one day of my week. Obviously, there's prep in between and events that I plan and budgeting that has to be done. But that makes sense. Overall, I don't know. I think it's just going to have to be by patience with myself, patience with others, and flexibility on schedules and yeah. budgets. And what's your goal with your young adults group? I know you said you've got like merch and stuff going, which is great because I think having something that you can represent your group is is fun. But like, what about it? Like, what besides that type of planning are you excited about for most for your young adults? Like, what do you? What's your vision for it? I'm excited to bridge the gap and make them feel like they have a place to go. Because oftentimes youth, after youth happens, they kind of get overlooked. Um, Once they graduate, I feel like they stop being used or being intentionally spotted and taken care of and invested in. And that's where the decline of church attendance come in is young adults leaving because I'll be honest because I'm a young adult. I'm in this generation. This generation wants to feel seen. This generation wants to feel needed and heard. And if they don't, they're gone. They flake. And I feel like, obviously, I want to grow together because I am a young adult. I think we can all learn and grow each other. But I also think that having a place to go after youth is going to help keep that young adult group in the church and involved. So that when they do cap out of that young adults, they're already partnering young adults and, quote, unquote, big church together anyways. Yeah, what's your age range on yours? Is it just college, or does it, like, go to 30? Like, how young are your young adults? College to 30. <laughs> okay, so, like, 18 to 30? Yep. So, if you're 31, sorry, so but you you're about, old. You get about 12 <laughs> years in young adults. Interesting. Now, that, and and I'm asking because I just want to make sure, because I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I may understand. That doesn't mean you're not a part, like, of the church as a whole, right? Like, no, it, you literally are just a part you're of a, still a normal you're a part of a small, a small group, group that's extra. and you're part of like events and parties and you get merch. Everybody can buy the merch. It doesn't matter if you're young adult. Yeah, or not. I know that sounds dumb. to But me. no, they way, will but. still be like Sundays. Nothing young adult is happening. Wednesdays. Nothing young adult is happening. I'm looking at doing Thursdays. And so those are the small group nights. The only thing that's different about young adults is it will only be young adults. Nobody over that age of 30 can join that small group. So gotcha. it's literally everybody kind of in the same era of life, same decade, basically. Yeah. What do you think the – and I'm guess, I'm getting kind of deep here because I feel like the goal of our podcast is not only to be goofy but also to just kind of explain, like, our hearts and our – like, what it really is like to still be a church kid at heart but being in ministry, like, in charge. How do you go about, what do, what do you think your mindset is with the fact that, like, you're going to be leading those 22 to 30-year-olds as a 21-year-old pastor? 
Like, wh- how does that make you feel? Like, what do you feel like you have to do to prepare yourself to do that? I'm excited because I also think that even with leading them, having a set leader doesn't mean I'm the only one who can lead well. I think developing the leaders, and I'm building an internship program inside of the young adults group. Um, and that's going to be like an 18 to 20 age thing. Um, I think that I can develop leaders that way I can step back and also be fed by young adults. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, like, let's say, for example, we have a 21-year-old that's on, in young adults with me, and I'm 21, okay? But we're learning. We're growing together. They're doing it. They're doing the internship. They're doing all these things, and they're just exploding. I can learn something from them just as much as they can learn something from me. Yeah, of course. And so I think that I just have to be willing to have an open mind to what other people have gone through, to what I've gone through. It doesn't really have to be like, a, you have no idea what I've been through. It can be just learning curves and, and, and maturity. and Because my 21 could be different from your 21. Mm-hmm. Um, my 30 can be different from your 30. And so there's things that I can learn. But leading them necessarily, I'm excited about because I'm kind of just I'm leading peers. And technically with the position I'm in now with volunteers, I'm already leading adults that are significant age older than me. Yeah. So significant years, excuse me, significant well, yeah. years older than me. So I th- and that's not even in like a discipleship way, but I think peers discipling peers and like re- going into the word of God together, learning and growing together is huge because when you get a group of people together that have the same passion, the same drive, and the same energy, things explode and great things happen. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's why I was asking because I, I feel like there's been times in my life where I've been intimidated. I mean, especially now, um, I mean, just to give an example, and I won't go off on a whole rant, but, like, I had to preach at a combo service a few weeks ago. Um, pastors were out of town, and I did the service. But, like, our Wednesday night crew for adults is, like, our lifers. Like, they are our older congregation members, and and they most of them have been Christians since they were, you know, young. Or at least, even if they were later in life, they've been a Christian long enough now. They're like they've been a Christian longer than I've been alive, and to be preaching to them feels very intimidating because I feel like what do I have to teach them that they don't already know? But at the same time, it offers fresh perspective. So I was just wondering how you feel with that little bit of pressure of like, okay, this thirty-year-old may have been through. There's definitely pressure. Yeah, there is definitely pressure, um, because also some thir- most thirty-year-olds in my church are parents own a home, yeah. no debt, college degree, like high-level jobs. So, yeah, they're in a different chapter of life than exactly, I am. yeah. But at the same time, I'm a young person who stepped into ministry from high school, went to Bible school, had different things happen to me in my life that they can learn from, and I can learn and get advice from things that they've gone through since yeah. they're older. And it's more of like a growing together not necessarily hey sit down let me grow you yeah the perspective is different yeah, yeah you can offer it's more of it's a like, community yeah not like as much said. a lecture hall no that's perfect that's a great way to put it um i think that's something that i would love to develop over here we don't have a strong faction of of young adults we've got some seniors that are graduating this year right that i would love to tie in 
Um, one thing we do different at our church that you don't do, and this is not to strike up a debate, it's just to bring it up for people listening, is that we do make our youth that graduate out of youth sit out a year from youth ministry volunteering. They can serve in kids all day. They can serve as, like, ushers, communion, you know, they could even be on the worship team if they, um, you know, have that in their heart and a call in their life or interest in that. But we make them take a break one year to kind of separate themselves from the youth department before we bring them back in. But the sad part is, and this is not to talk bad because there's things we can do to change it. It just hasn't. We, I, I haven't put in effort before or we haven't, haven't been able to launch something as strongly as we want to. Um, I don't mean to talk negative about anybody or anything. But that year gap that we have, we're lacking something that ties them in, engages them right. where they're at. Versus, With having an older congregation, it's hard. Yeah, versus being like, okay, maybe we have something. Maybe it's not a small group, but maybe it's just something, even if it's dinner once a month or or something that can say, this is for this group. We want you to stay connected. Yeah. Um, and then, then they can ease back into working in youth, and then that's their connection point or they can ease back into doing trips with us or different things. Right. Whereas right now it's like, okay, awesome. Now you get to sit in the sanctuary every week and listen to pastor. And we know you've only been doing that as a student or you've only been coming on Wednesdays from now on, but now there's nothing for you on Wednesdays unless you want to sit in that service, which our, my dad, I mean, you're our dad, but my dad does the, the service as our associate pastor on Wednesday. And he's not boring, but from a kid to go to like a crazy youth service where we're doing worship and games and yeah, and then like a, a message to Bible study or another message, but there's not worship or there's not like a game and, and dad's funny, but it's different. Like it creates a gap that they go, yeah, no, nah, I'd rather be doing something else. Right. Or they go somewhere where that gap is filled, which yeah. that's like worst, best case scenario. Like at least they go to church, yeah, at least but, they're it going to church that... but it stinks that they, they left, they left you. Yeah. But I'm hoping like, not necessarily, I don't know if it'll happen this year, but my goal is to have something to bridge that gap a little bit. Being right. not, your church is a little bit younger than our church on average. Yes. But like being kind of one of those centerfold young people, like like the next youngest, I, if I had to guess, I would say is probably like maybe 27, 28, unless I'm really forgetting someone that's like just way younger. You know what I mean? So like. I'm 23, so that's weird to say out loud because I forgot that I was 23 for a second. <laughs> um, in my head, I was still 22, but I'm not. I'm 23. But, like, that's something interesting. So it's interesting that you bring that up. Yeah, I was starting my pastor because I'm going to be real honest, and everybody that, that is in your church knows this. I don't like the year out rule. Yeah, so I, I told myself I wasn't going to do Remember how I said this isn't going to be a debate. Right. So. I'm just telling you my side. Yeah. That sounds like a debate. Yeah. I'm not meaning it in like an argumentative way. Because I didn't like it, I wasn't going to do it. That mm-hmm. was just my decision. Because <laughs> um, I also feel like and if I had And we also put our elbows on the table when we eat. Yeah, <laughs> take that. that and was... I put my foot on the couch. There you go. <laughs> Anyways, so, so I don't do it. So I went to my pastor and I said, do you all do a year out thing? And he was like, no. And I was like, perfect. So what I'm doing to help bridge that as far as maturity and growth and leadership is my juniors and seniors do a next-gen summer internship where they pick a month 
or two in the summer. There's only three months, but they can do the whole summer if they want. They pick two days a week, and they come in. They have their own office space, and they're going to brainstorm ideas for the next gen, both kids and youth. They can tell me they want to specialize as an intern in kids. They can specialize as an intern in youth. And as they get older, they can specialize as an intern in young adults. And that's what they vision. That's what they have a voice in. They help design merch and parties, things like that. But I also give them devotionals they have to do. Yeah. We get on a Bible plan together. We do monthly check-ins. How's your devotional life? Who are you in contact with? Who are you praying for this month? Things like that. What are some of the things I can pray for you? And I give them opportunities to grow them and bridge them to a different different yeah. 18 from other people's 18. What, what type of training do you, are you are, if you do any? And this is more, again, I try to be more informational for what people listening because, like, it's good stuff for me too. Mm-hmm. What type of training are you doing to, because, and, and hear me out here, like a good friend of mine, Cooper, you know Cooper, and if he listens to this, he's, he's not going to care that I brought him up, but he is like, Oh, gosh, he's probably 19 right now, maybe 20. I don't know when his birthday falls. I'd have to look it up on Facebook. But um, he's a youth pastor where I was a youth pastor. He was in my youth group. Yeah. And, like, he's got people that were in the youth group with him that he's now youth pastoring. And now he's mature, and they've done – Pastor Danny has done great things for him to be more developed and and taking charge. But more specifically, what type of training are you doing for students to prepare to be like, okay, now there has to be a level of maturity to say, I can't get in on every joke that they they make because I have to be a leader. Or, you know, not that you can't joke around if you're a leadership, but, like, you know, there's some things you have to say, this is leadership stuff, this is student stuff. What are you doing to help create those gaps? Because now they know that they're young adults, they're not students. They can't, they can no longer act like students. Does that make sense? Because, again, you don't rip the fun out of everything. If I was a youth pastor that was like, oh, we can never joke around. We always have to be serious. That would literally defeat the purpose of my job. Oh, of I connecting. jump into every joke. Jokes but, that I probably shouldn't jump but into. But you know what I mean, though? Like, yeah. There still has to be a different. When push comes to right. shove, you're, if, if your youth students decide, and this is just random trying to make my point here, if your youth students decided to vandalize a school bus, like spray paint a school bus or something, and, again, this is just crazy, you wouldn't need to be caught with them doing that. No. And if they told you that they were going to do that, you would have to put a stop to it. Not right. like be like, oh, yeah, that sounds funny. Go, go yeah, go do that. How do you stop someone who's 18? Or how do you train someone to prepare who's 18 that was best friends with the 17-year-old that's still in youth group that may be a junior or a senior? How do you prepare them to understand that there's a line drawn and are there consequences for if those lines are crossed in an inappropriate way? So, with not launching the internship yet, I couldn't tell you specifics of, like, consequences-wise. Uh-huh. Uh, but what I do to kind of help them bridge a gap of maturity is I start them in kids. Most all of my youth students that are in high school, mm-hmm. s- junior high doesn't serve in the back as much. Yeah. Unless they have a parent back there with them. Of course. But high school students, I have them in the back with kids, and I put them in charge of different areas in the kids' room. Yeah. And, like, just this last week, we had a party for our staff, and we had a few of our students babysit. Yeah. And one student specifically, he was watching them, and he was always the one that, like, he loves the kids. The kids love him. He gives them a hard time. He jokes with them, yada, yada. 
But when it came down to seriousness, like, hey, you're taking advantage, you're being too much, he, he, put, he put the hammer down. He was like, listen, go over there. I told you not to do that. And, like, I heard him on the phone because I went to call to check in to make sure things were going okay. Yeah. I start them with kids so that they know, hey, there's a line here, so there's got to be a line there. Yeah. And it's more of like a they know the lines I set with them. There's lines that I set that I'm like, I'm the adult in this scenario. This is my job if mm-hmm. I get caught in the mix of this. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm asking. So for you, it's more like I set the boundaries verbally. Like you're not like laying out a contract or anything necessarily, no, but like not right now. I'm developing well, like a like because I'll think about it this way. Like when I went to youth camp this year for the first time as a youth pastor, and I'm just using examples to help wrap my head around it. So if I'm boring or obnoxious, just tell me. But like you know, the kids in our youth group, and several of them were my friends before they were my students because they're just a couple years younger than you. Yes. So even when I was out of in college, being youth pastor, they, they were, were like, with me. "Oh, it's Caden. It's Zoe's big yeah. brother. This is our guy." Like when they were, you know, being goofy at camp and like being rowdy at night, I wasn't gonna like let them wrestle at midnight. We all had to go to bed. So I'm gonna tell them like, "That's my line. Like, you don't want to be exhausted tomorrow. You've got to be ready to do camp stuff tomorrow. Right. You can have fun, but." seriously like if you don't go to bed right now like you're not gonna like me when i wake you up at seven o'clock in the morning like, right because i will wake you up we will go to breakfast on time see even like, then, you're like, not gonna be lazy you're not gonna be cussing you're not gonna be making crude jokes and like there are some jokes that i might laugh because sometimes it makes me you know it's funny when it catches you off guard but like to ag on a crude joke or something i dang. don't you know what i mean like yeah it's funny when it catches you off guard and it's it's and you can laugh or whatever but to be like, huh, say it again or tell everybody what you said, I feel like that's where you got to draw a line and be like. Yeah. And I think having students that are prepared to be leaders and say, you know, I normally would be laughing at that or saying that too or doing that, saying I, now i got to draw that line. So well, is that something you're prepared for them to do? Or are you just kind of going to be like, well, they'll eventually grow out of it. So No, right now I currently am just kind of setting the boundary verbally by doing it like between me and them because mm-hmm. they're students. But the internship, if they're a junior and senior, when it starts there, it does not matter as far as, because they're still a student, they're interning in the summer to help be a vision. And then as they graduate, that's just giving them a, okay, I've been in this leadership, now it's just, I'm an adult in leadership, I'm not a student in leadership. So there's, there's no higher standard for... No, there is. And I'm not mean, asking to be challenging. I'm asking to be like, or I'm just asking to be, to be real because I'm I'm curious. I'm, I'm just, meaning like I've never done anything like this before because we do the year gap. Right. So I'm asking how what you're doing to make that transition smooth. So quite honestly, this is why it's not happening until the summer because mm-hmm. I'm still trying to develop things like contracts and uh, like rules and things like that because there's so many things that I still have to learn before yeah. I launch all that. Oh, that's great. Um. But my student leaders, like, I'm fixing to start squads, and I have leaders for that. They already have been sent my rules and my expectations for them as leaders. I'm just going to lay it out and say, hey, this is what I'm expecting of you. If you don't do it, you will have to step away from this position. No, that's great. That's, and that's what I'm asking. Cause- like, they asked me, they said, hey, can I have a co-lead so that if I'm not here one week, and I said, being, not being here is not an option. 
if you want to be a leader. Unless it's an emergency or something. Right. Yeah. I said, unless it's like a, I have to be gone because it's an emergency or I'm sick or something. But it's not, I'm going to be gone because I want to go eat with my friends. Yeah. That's, no, not, that's, that's not how this works. The, the higher standard so I told good. him, I said, if you want to be a leader and you want to be a part of this, missing is not an option unless it's not negotiable. Yeah. And they were like, oh, yes, ma'am. And I was like, so well, That's good training, I think. And that, that's the reason I'm asking is because, like I said, with nothing going on here for our gap bridging, mm-hmm. that's good information for me. And maybe somebody listening. Well, see, that w- I always tell them, too, I'm like, do you see me telling Pastor Todd, hey, I can't come to Wednesday this week? Yeah. That's not how it works. You got to prepare for life. You can't when, just skip work. Yeah, like when you step into a role and you accept the responsibility, there's no such thing as just, uh, I just decided I don't want to be that responsible today. Yeah. Because I'll be like, without me here, if I told Pastor Todd I wasn't coming, you didn't have your youth pastor here tonight. Yeah. And you're like, oh. Yeah. That makes sense, yeah. Well, there's jobs that give you days off that even if you take all right. of them, like, that's still poor use of your time. But, no, that makes that's that makes perfect sense. I think that helps me out a lot. I'm, I'm, excuse me, one of my big goals is to, is to help bridge that gap because I feel like that's a weaker area in my department is, like, yeah. kids is like, all right, goodbye, we're so glad. There's your gift card for graduation. Have a good life. Right. And then hope you come back on Sundays, and then they never they want to come back. And, yeah. And so that's that's been been something that's on my brain, and I'm hoping that whenever I can partner with, um, you know, PJ and stuff when we get married, and and have that double team on, on things like that. Yeah, and quite honestly, like, the only other reason I was inspired to do this internship is I had nine kids at summer camp this summer, f- receive a calling of ministry in their life. Yeah. Why would I tell them? you have to sit out for a year before I invest in that. You know what I mean? Well, not to go in an argument, but there's a way for them to invest in it without going right into leadership. Right. I'm but just saying. I'm not going to go into it. I, that This isn't a debate podcast. No. So. The elements of serving, I feel like I'm taking things away from them. If they're called into youth ministry, why would I pull them from seeing the inside and behind the scenes and the ins and outs of youth ministry? Yeah, no, and I think it makes sense. I think there's a smart way to do it. Let us know down below, comments, description, or message us. What's your opinion on that? Based on like straight to straight to leading, or a year off. And then again, this is not to spark debate. This is just to see how you, what you guys think. Um, but that that's really cool. I'm 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 looking forward to updates on that as we continue. Yeah, for sure. And seeing how that goes. I know some of the students that you have going into that kind of program and. And I think it could be. And they are pumped. I think it could be great. Like I said, whether or not I agree with the whole like going right into it, I think if you maybe plan it out right and make it kind of a fast track, that that could work. You know, like a fast track yeah. year off where like there's hardcore training going on during the summertime, that might be really cool. But you know, I'm, I'm I look forward to hearing updates and stuff. Um, anything else big going on next year? I know you probably already got to start gearing up for what you're going to do for your Christmas program next year. Yeah. And stuff. That's already picked out. Oh, you already got another, you already oh, got yeah. picked out and everything. Yeah. Dang. That's crazy. Cause I try to order ASAP so that I can pr- plan and develop and do other things. But right now mm-hmm. my babies are camp and VBS. Yeah. Cause that's what's, co- and the end of the year, because I have quite a few seniors mm-hmm. that I want to talk about it, but, Quite a few seniors that are leaving this summer, this year, out of youth. 
Yeah, and the sem- first and semester just ended up pretty much. I think everyone out. now is on Christmas break unless there's schools that yeah. don't have Christmas break, which if they don't, that's weird. But No, I think every school, even if they got out yesterday, is out. I mean, today. Today's Friday. Well. Yeah. Well, my school's just a four-day week. We got out yesterday. Yeah. Talk about when it started snowing, my kids were gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, was, the, it was on top of uh, the last day of the semester plus the weather. Yeah. You lost was, them. There was no way. I think I think my theater kids played Uno yesterday. And I'm sure some classes had some kind of Christmas party if they didn't have finals. And Yeah. Yeah, we were we were all finals until the end of the day, um, but it was it was a good day. Um, lots to look forward to this next year. I yeah, mean, I'm by excited. the time by the time this is releasing, I'll be married. And what were you gonna say? Your eyes just got really big. Our building is gonna be up this year. That's cool. Twenty twenty three, the extension of our sanctuary, where we basically get to double the size of our sanctuary, and new stage and sound system. Everything is gonna be remodeled. We're gonna look brand new in cool. hopefully April. Fingers crossed. Yeah, we've been we just moved the electric on our building. Delayed payment. When you when you look um, when you come for Christmas service, you need to look the telephone pole that used to be in the middle of the parking lot. Gone. It's moved like far back. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they laid payment yesterday or today. Oh, and y'all's parking lot. So we lot. may be able to see it tomorrow. Or is that foundation for? It's foundation for the building. Oh, okay. So like the concrete at the base. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. When you said pavement, my brain went to parking Sorry, automatically. Yeah, concrete. That's awesome. But yeah, lots of stuff coming up. Getting married. I was, you know, we were talking about it earlier before we started Cannot recording. Cannot relate. <laughs> um, like one of the goals we have that we've already talked about as a couple is like now that I can actually, I have my own home. I mean, it's a duplex, whatever, but it's still a home. Still a home. Two bedrooms, one bathroom. And it's not just me. And 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 everything like PJ and I are want or talked have talked about having youth over for hangouts and and having like guys nights where like you know we the guys come over play Xbox girls nights they go do stuff whatever she has planned yeah they could play Xbox too I'm not saying that I keep but. forgetting that you're getting married and I'm like wow they really will be like your youth pastors are yeah you and PJ not just you. Yeah, so it's it's gonna be cool. We we have ideas, you know. Like I told you, I want to do squads at some point. I don't know when it'll get done. I've always seen it as a good back to school thing, but I've also seen some people do crush it in the summer. Helps their numbers stay up. I've seen people crush it like what you're about to do in the winter time, like when the school semester starts back up again. To One like, of my students said, "New year, new crew." Exactly, like, like vamp for the summer. So that's kind of interesting. We we relaunch services January fourth. Nice. Um, so, like, I'll come straight back from getting married on New Year's Eve to, like, January 4th. We're relaunching. Um, one thing I'm excited about is PJ sings. Mm-hmm. And and I sing, but I play instruments, too. Mm-hmm. And so now when we coach our youth students who are still learning, it'll be awesome that she can kind of help focus on singers. And I can focus on those kids that play instruments so we can really yeah. have, develop our crew and get stronger and better and, and they had a good week a few weeks ago <coughs> doing service, had a strong service. Um, but I'd love to get to the point where I'm not on stage with them at all. Yeah. Um, not because, like, I don't enjoy it or that, you know, whatever, but just to see them do it and see them grow and develop. And, and if they're like, oh, but we still want you up there, then, I mean, yeah. But to see them be able to flourish and do it on their own, it's just, to me, kind of <laughs> shows, like, them going to their calling and, 
And so I'm, I was ready to be off the platform with my students. And they were like, no, stay up here. We don't want you to go. And I'm like, I really am okay. They're like, no, <laughs> sing with us. I was like, okay. Yeah, the, the problem right now that we have is if I could get a kid, and now there's lots of stuff that we could we could fix, like, but I'm also a big believer that, like, it doesn't have to be perfect for Jesus. Like, if they miss some notes, like, we're going to practice hard and practice so we don't mess up. But if we mess up, it's no big deal. I'm not going to be, like, mad about anything. Or I'm going to, like, they're they're giving their best. As long as their spirits are right and they're giving their best to the Lord, yeah. it's not going to be a big deal. But there are some things we can fix. But our big hiccup right now is we don't have anyone that plays guitar other than Brendan, our cousin. Mm. But Brendan also is our only drummer. So unless I let him play guitar and there's still some songs he's not super strong at on guitar and I play drums, that still doesn't take me off of there. Yeah. So, like, we need a kid that can come in and play guitar. We have a great piano player. Our girls can sing. They're, you know, like I said, they're teenagers, so they miss notes here or there. They forget entrances. They forget to practice sometimes. Yeah. But overall, they're doing a great job. So I'm excited to be able to coach them in different areas. And also, because I won't have to be coached the whole team that already exists, we can bring in kids and, like, because I'm not having to run the whole practice because PJ's there and our kids are getting older and more mature, I yeah. can be like, okay, this kid that never has played guitar before or knows how to play guitar but has never played on a worship team, I could help them and help them focus and and do that instead of having to be like, okay, I would help you, but I have to help them because they don't know where to come in on this Absolutely. song. Or, or I have to sing because there's there needs to be strength on this song or whatever. So, I have a student who leads worship and youth. She's a rock star. I love her. She literally will do everything that I ask her to excellence. Like, she's just that good. She's one of the ones that's a senior this year that I'm yeah. very sad about. Um, But she's one that I'm like, how can I look at her and tell her, you cannot be a part of this anymore? Like, you have to take time off. You know what I mean? But that's not, I'm not going back into that. But she leads our worship. So what I want her to do in this internship program is I want her to intern as, like, next-gen worship director. Yeah. Where, like, we bring in worship, live worship implemented into kids, and live worship in youth continues. And yeah. then she can come build a team throughout the young adults and do live worship in young, young adult nights. Like, I want her to I, – I will be there and I will oversee. Yeah. But I want her to run that. You know what yeah. I mean? Do you think baby steps are important? Or are you going to, like, pull force, and if you have to pull back, pull back? I'm going to see what they're comfortable with and let them go into what they're comfortable with. Yeah, so if you have to pull back, pull back. But yeah. Like drop them in the water, see what happens. But I'm not going to say, this is everything I want you to do. I'm going to say, what do you think you can do? And we'll start there. No, that's great. I to just, me, that's a baby step. Because they're going to sh- cut themselves short. They're not going to oversell themselves. Hopefully. So. I mean, you know your kids. I'm just meaning in general, hopefully, yeah. Sorry, I kind of got caught out of breath a little bit. But, no, that's great. I think there's lots of cool stuff going on. We're registered for camp, too. Um, we got to jump on fine arts. Fine arts is coming up quick. and But we, we took off December except for the first week. So we are trying to jump into that real fast. Um, trying to be a little more strict this year than we have been in the past um, because we've had a few years where – Things didn't go as planned, and we want to make sure we're more prepared for that this year. And and we're we're gonna have a good year, I, I think. I'm looking forward to it. We're growing. 
and um, lots of kids. I mean, our Christmas party, we had 37, and four of them were guests. Nice. So, like, with our adults in the room, there were 40 of us in there, and 40 hasn't happened since since I came ever. We've had some great nights, some 27s, 28s, but, but 40, and the number of guests was, like, four or five. It wasn't like 10 guests showed up for a Christmas party. We had, like, all of our OGs, you know, and then a few guests. Like, it was amazing. So it's been, really, awesome. it's been really fun. I'm looking forward to it again. Like I said, I'm looking forward to adding PJ to the squad Yeah. as far as staff because not only does it help me, and she has such an amazing call in her life, and she's an amazing person. Like, she's got stuff that she wants to do and That makes do. everybody on staff a couple, yeah. Yeah, we're only we have no single people on our staff. Um, I mean, technically, I'm not single. I'm engaged, but I know what you mean. You know, on my taxes, I'm single until I get married. Right. <laughs> so, um, <coughs> anyway, it's that kind of thing. It'll be good. I think you know, as far as our church as a whole, PJ is going to be a wonderful um, addition to our family to the, that we already have. Not only literally because we are family, but you know. Um, business-wise as well, the church, just everyone already loves her and, and things are going to be great. So, uh, PJ, if you're listening, I love you and I'm excited. <laughs> um, and by the if time... you couldn't tell. Now, by this time, the episode is coming out, we'll already be married. So, what's up, honey? <laughs> like you couldn't color honey before a ring was on her finger? Oh, I know. It just feels different now. You know what I mean? Uh, but anyway. But yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty much it. I don't, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? No, I mean... Kind of the year kind of has to go by ear, really, because it's based off. Year by ear. Maybe that's what we'll call this episode. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> but I think with things, you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You never know what God's going to do. You never know what the world sure. is going to do. Hello, 2020 told us that. Yeah, you can script it as much as you want. Yeah, but... you can plan and lay out, but you never know what's going to be thrown. So really, you can pretty much talk the practical that's like non-negotiable for you. Yeah. Pretty much all you can say, like camp, VBS, Christmas. Yeah. Those are going to happen whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. So, but all the things in between is yeah. playing by ear. So. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Um, once again, follow us on Instagram at Still a Church Kid Pod. No, no space, no caps. Dang no it. Spaces. <laughs> That's all right. We didn't give each other any signals, so it's all good. Um, but follow us. Um, we probably need to get a Facebook or a website going for some extra publicity and place for them to go. But for right now, we're just on Instagram at still a church kid pod. Follow share us. Share the Spotify link. Share us on Spotify. Share us. You can listen to us on anchor. We haven't got any advertisement boost yet, so we're not going to say anything too much about them yet. <laughs> um, but you can, you can follow us on anchor as well. Um, Instagram, Facebook, and we'll link our personals down in the below too. So, we love you guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Still a Church Kid podcast.